Hi, this is Ed Begley, and you're watching The Road Taken with Vicki Abelson on Zinna.tv. Who the hell is Vicki Abelson? in Zina Facebook Live land. We're live all over the place. I'm Vicki Abelson, and this is The Road Taken. And with me is Louise Palenker. Hi, Vicki. Welcome back, Weezy. Thank you for having me. Missed you so much. I missed you. It's my joy to be here. And, and it's my joy to have you here. And Weezy's been holding down the fort because Waze was having her ways with me today. Waze decided it was a really good idea to route me through Dodger Stadium. There's a Dodger game tonight. So I was sitting there with my hands clenched on the thing. So I had to put on Deepak Chopra to ha and take cleansing breaths. <sighs> and then I blasted Elvis Costello as loud as I possibly could. But did you bring me a foam finger? I didn't bring. Aww. There was a guy selling stuff on the side, but he was all he was selling was faux Dodger hats. They were mm. faux Dodger hats. And then you know when the police decide they're going to help traffic, and so they start, you know, moving traffic around. Except what they do is they just create a mess because they just make it stop in all directions. So it was, you know. So but now we're going to have some fun because girls just want to have fun. We were talking about that last week when you weren't here. Emmy Geisel sat in for you. Yay. Yes, which was great. But I really did miss you, Weezy. We, done, we've done 51 shows and 50 of them with you. And um, it, it was a loss not having you here. So I'm really happy to have you back. I am glad to be back. And we have with us producer Brant Thoman. Hey, Brant. And we also have associate producer Jake. Okay, so Jake, yay. Jake, Jake, so Jake. I listened to you guys' show today. Um, Grand Theft Auto, and on the on it, I, I caught this one part where they were saying what guys like about women, and, I, and number five was men like women in red. Well, I figure this shirt is expiring because it's the end of July. This is the last time I get to wear my flag, and I'm I'm not taking it off because I'm afraid you're going to see my old lady arm stuff but it would really be good if I could take it off because it's it's kind of hot in here so I'm going to take it off and if my arms look disgusting um I want my stylist Craig Ames oh look I already have the shake I want Craig Ames to let me know so that I can put my jacket back on Vicky there's no expiration date on but, patriotism <laughs> except now but we're not we're not going there we're not going there but where we are going to go where we are going to go is my Deepak meditation just now was what we focus on is what we attract. So if I want to sit here and I want to focus on the fact that, um, so red, I'm wearing, is that turning you on? Are you a little turned on? Okay, thank you. Not enough red. I needed I needed full body red today, but, <laughs> but we'll shoot for that for next time. I want, a, I want a full body red jumpsuit. And you know, this is what it is. What I focus on, what we focus on, we attract. So yesterday I was talking at Women Who Write. We went live uh, in the living room yesterday and, um, and it was fabulous. And I was sharing how I had this epiphany that um, I do all these things and they're all creatively fulfilling and fabulous and wonderful and I love them. But 
financially, they're not really successful. I haven't had the big financial score yet. And what I truly believe is that, what I've come to believe is that if one of them would have hit years ago when I started any one of them, I wouldn't have done all the rest. And that I really think I'm meant to be challenged. But I think that now that I'm aware of it, now I can attract the wealth because I'm going to focus on the success, not on the lack, not on what's not happening, but everything that is. That is happening. Everything that is, right? You can be the abundance. I can be the abundance. And likewise, yesterday, one thing that I continued to be self-deprecating about was my love life. And I was don't. You you don't want to tell... I don't know who said this, but it's a great line. Uh, I don't want to tell self-deprecating jokes because I'm so bad at it. (laughs) Well, yeah. That's not my line. It might be Woody Allen's, but it's a good... It's a good line. And and it's true. But the thing is is that's also true that if I keep talking about how there's this hole in my life, that's what he said, um, that I can't stop doing that. My kids don't... You really have have to stop doing that. It's not because of my kids. They don't do it. It's just me. Anyway, I must have said it 10 times yesterday. Um... But if I keep focusing on the fact that there's lack there, there's going to continue to be a lack there. So I am going to instead attract the abundance of manly love into my life, um, all kinds of love and, uh, and wonderfulness. I'm going to wear red more often. Is okay. There an, is there a feather on this? Oh yeah, there's a feather. And and um no, but really just just to be in a play, a state of positivity mm-hmm. about everything and start to allow that to happen. And what be the, welcoming and approachable. Be welcoming and approachable and Jeremy wants me to go out there in the world alone and so I'm invited to the <gasps> theater tomorrow night Ooh. to go see our own Genevieve Joy's play mm-hmm. perform before they go off to stop to Stockholm and you know what or not Stockholm they're not going to someone else is going to Stockholm she's going I don't know where she's going but she's going someplace wonderful and what thank you and what I've decided is that I'm going to go Jeremy wants me to go alone and I'm going to go alone and be approachable and welcoming and being positive and saying being approachable and saying yes to everything brings me to tonight's guest okay okay because Ed Bakley Jr. is somebody that I have asked to do promo for my book. I've asked him to show up at Women Who Write. I asked him to come here. Ed is a yes man in the best possible way. Yes, and Brant and I are really good friends with him right now. Because I was late. Because we stalked him and we <laughs> wanted to see what kind of car he would drive into the parking lot. And we were delightfully uh, pleased to find that he was driving a Leaf. Because he's an, a, and be- it's a solar-powered leaf. That's right. And his house is solar-powered because the man walks his talk. Because he is green, he's environmentally fantastic, he speaks about it, he lives it, he drives it, he, he embodies all, and, and he embodies that same willingness and positivity i hate that word but ed is the epitome of it because he always says yes he always shows up and you know what because he shows up and because he does the right thing unbelievable things come to him because that man's imdb is the longest imdb you will ever see he was just in grace and frankie he's got a new show on hulu future man which is filming now he's currently on portlandia he's got another new movie which he just is in the, started doing with candace bergen he's playing her husband and, and jane fonda's in the movie i mean all these incredible women the man, he's in all those christopher guest movies for your consideration best in show he was in Spinal Tap. He was in Spinal Tap. I mean, Ed's been in every... And six times Emmy nominated for St. Elsewhere. And still a bridesmaid. 
the man, if that man doesn't become a bride and get that damn Emmy, I mean, he, he's just, everything he's in is, he's gold. He's Wait, gold in everything. I, I think, I'm not sure, but I think that he was in Ozzy and Harriet. No, come on. As a kid. Well, we're going to talk about that yeah. because so I, I, I want to know. I don't know, but I know that Ed's father is an Oscar-nominated actor. He was in 12 Angry Men. Ed Bagley Sr. was in... He was in Dr. Kildare. He was, oh, wow. God. Anyway, I can't wait to speak with Ed. Come on back. We're going to find out his map to success. Come on back. Hi, I'm Vicki Abelson. Who the fuck is Vicki Abelson? Hello. <laughs> I wrote a book called Don't Jump, Sex, Drugs, Rock and Roll, and My Fucking Mother. Not my mother, Andy Stone's mother. Andy Stone is my heroine, and she was addicted to everything pretty much except heroin. Oh my God, oh yes! She just totally captures the excitement of, of rock stars. And famous athletes and famous comedians, sort of an insider's view from the outside. The warmth and wit of Vicky's writing knocked me out, in, in a good way, not, not like Cosby. Too soon? Don't jump. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, and my fucking mother. Damn, that was going to be the name of my book. Vicky wrote a book? Vicki Abelson's long-awaited new book, Don't Jump, is finally here. Don't miss it. Who the fuck is Vicki Abelson? Welcome back to The Road Taken. And there's been a lot of comedy um, with my friend Ed Bagley Jr., who I've asked to uh, say all kinds of things, acting like he doesn't know me. But he does know me, and I, I love you. I love you. You make the best brownies in the world. <laughs> We're always there at Phil and Monica's. We have a great time, see some movies, enjoy some pizza. Phil, Phil Rosenthal, whose oh. who show um, I'll have what Phil's having. You know, you guys left early on Sunday night, but Phil showed us a sneak peek of what's coming up on Netflix. And it, they had to change the name of the show, and I don't know that I'm allowed to announce the new name, but it's coming up on Netflix. And um, we got a sneak peek of the Vietnam show. Phil, Phil, Phil Rosenthal and food, what right? What a talent. He loves his food and he loves his jokes and the twain shall meet. And yes, and his humanity. <laughs> yeah, his humanity is, a, is amazing. Amazing guy. The two of them are great. And and so 
I've had the privilege and the pleasure to spend uh, innumerable Sunday nights at Phil's house with you and and, and your beautiful, gorgeous wife, Rochelle. And I had to send Rochelle a note today because every single time I post a picture of myself on Facebook, it says, do you want to tag Rochelle Bagley? Like, I should ever be so lucky that I should look like Rochelle Bagley. But um, You both, you look like twins. What are you talking about? You look (laughs) like identical twins, (laughs) separated at birth. That's right. Instead of people saying you look alike, they will say you have similar Facebook algorithms. (laughs) Well, all I know is... I love you, love and, you I, and too, honey. I I love the fact that I, I really do believe that great things have happened to you because it's what you put out into the universe. Because everything about you is about being of service. Well, I'm definitely lucky you got that part right. Well, this this month, this year marks 50 years, half a century. I've been working in Screen Actors Guild as an actor in the motion picture and television industry. How lucky am I? All right, Half a century. Come you're, on, right? you're all talented. Right, all right, so you know what? That's insane because you, because you only look thirty-five. So that oh, yeah. part is crazy. If but I look fifty-five, if I look sixty-five, I'd be happy. I'm sixty-seven. <laughs> if I could shave, just no, two you're years. not sixty-seven. I'm Come six, on, I'll be sixty-eight in ten minutes. Oh. <laughs> September sixteenth, I'll be sixty-eight. Well, you look amazing. You are, but it's your spirit. But but okay. But this is the thing. We this is what this show is about. The road taken is is about maps to success because you have managed to do what I aspire to do and what a lot of people do and that is merge creativity and commerce because i've got the create i'm doing what i love what i'm passionate about but i haven't been able to make the real money at it and you have okay you had a great role model i was born on second base let's not kid ourselves (laughs) i was ed begley's son so right away and i didn't think i went i was going to change my name for a while i thought come on i don't want to be my father's son i didn't want to i didn't get it at all until i realized and it was sadly after he passed. Mm. I didn't work much as an actor when he was alive. After he passed, I went, wait a second. I'm going in in these interviews. It seems to always be going well. Why? Because number one, they remember your damn name. Ed Begley Jr., Hell Eliza yeah. Minnelli, or you pick any, Rob <laughs> Reiner. They're going to remember your damn name. Carrie Fisher, they're going to remember your name. Absolutely. Number one, so that helps. Right. Number two, they got something to talk about. I work with your dad in a craft playhouse. Oh. And he and I did that wonderful patterns thing with Dick Kiley. And uh, Ezra Stone, and that was so good. Go ahead, top of page four, Ed. Why don't you read? Wow. Like, oh right my away, God. you got a, a foot in the door and a, a leg up. Yeah. Okay, so. We so, all right, so you still so, got to deliver. You can yes, and, suck after that. Yeah. Oh, and man, do you deliver. Holy <laughs> well, shit. Being, all right, so before time. we get to you delivering, so <laughs> you're you're like young when your dad passes, right? You're like 21 I was 20 when he died. Okay, you're 20. So now, mm-hmm. do you appreciate when your dad, when you're a kid, do you appreciate, do you know what your dad does for a living? Do you appreciate <clears throat> it? No. You know, people say, what was it like having an actor like that as a dad? As opposed to what? You know, it's all I knew. So that's what my dad is on stage and on television. I'm going backstage to meet, you know, Tony Randall and this one and that <laughs> one and Richard Kiley and advisor <laughs> consent on Broadway and going back. Richard to- Chamberlain. Did you go to Dr. Kildare? I did not. Oh. I wanted to. I love that show too. But yeah. going back after the Miracle Worker, oh you know, to see the cast of that. I mean, it was just <laughs> unbelievable to see these Broadway stars and what have you. My the theater was, he did, the television he did, the Bancroft, movies he Patty did. Patty Duke. Oh. I'm going backstage after the Miracle Worker and meeting Patty Duke and oh. Anne Bancroft. It was wow. crazy. Oh, my God. Okay, so you have to know. You have to know that's special. I, I knew it felt magical, but I'm sure if I was the son of a plumber, I'd think there was something magical about that. You know, I think if my dad had been a plumber, I'd be fitting pipe now. I want to do what my dad did. Okay, so now, t- so, <coughs> tell, so tell me a little bit about that. So, so what kind of dad was he at home? He was, was a he? good dad. He, you know, he was gone a lot. He mm. did a lot of TV and films mm-hmm. and stage. So he was gone a lot. But when he was there, he was very present. 
Ah. And he was in recovery, so he, you know, he had, he was dealing with that, and he got sober and died sober with many years. He got wow. sober when I was about two years old, so I have no memory of him drinking, you know, because I was two, so I don't really remember that. But he was sober nearly all my life and a good man. You know, you always, if you're a sober alcoholic, even the ones working a good 12-step program, yeah, me too, you, you know about there's anger issues involved and what have you. So he had quite a temper, but he was much more good than bad, a great dad, and I miss him and love him still. Wow. That's beautiful. You know, I have to say that what, what I've kind of learned uh, being a sober alcoholic, I'm really a sober addict. I was a marijuana addict. That was my drug of choice. But mm-hmm. for me, Al-Anon's really uh, Very changed helpful. things. Um, oh, I'm not supposed to, I'm not supposed to, I don't go to that program. There is a program that exists called I've that. I've heard oh, there's shit. a program like I've that. I've heard there's a program like that. But I've heard what's really good about that program is that it helps with control issues and anger issues and things like that, that maybe the other program is a little lighter on. Um, right. You realize you don't have to run everything. You're not in charge of the universe. Not in charge of the universe or anybody in it. Exactly. Yeah. A great weight is lifted from your shoulders knowing you don't have to control that. It is. And it, help, it helps with being a parent. Yeah. Being a sober parent, it also helps being aware of people, places, and things, and knowing right. that my children get to live their own lives and make their own choices. That's right. I was given a bottle of wine yesterday, and I was able to offer it to my 23-year-old son and know that he doesn't have the problem that I have. Right. And he gets to do that. I don't have to be sure. crazy. Exactly. Okay, so you have a daughter. Yeah, a wonderful and, daughter. And you're a wonderful daddy, and you Thank love you. your daughter. I love my daughter. She's the apple of my eye. And so does she want to be in show business? She does. I've got three great kids. I'll list them all. My daughter... Is, my grown daughter is nearly 40. She has a degree in urban sustainability. Her name is Amanda Begley. So works up at Tree People. She's a green goddess. So she's following in dad's footsteps. <laughs> she is. Then my son is following in some, not following in anything. He's charted his own course. I kind of wanted to be an engineer and didn't have wow. the chops for that. He is an electrical engineer living and working up in Portland, Oregon. Has two wonderful kids. So he gave me a couple Granddad. of wonderful grandkids. Mm. Has a lovely wife. And uh, so that's great too. He's nearly 39, that I have a nearly 18-year-old daughter, lives at home. She sings and writes songs, mm. and she's an actress, and she's many things. And, and she's gorgeous. And she's all of that. Mm, she's all. Okay, so let's go back to you as a kid. So when do you know that you want to be an actor? When does that strike From you? From the earliest age, I'm told. I have some vague memories of it. I want to be a comedian. <laughs> I want to be an actor. You know, I kind of wanted to be that from the earliest age. I thought it was magical when I would see people do those things, so I wanted to do that. But I had no training. And the, the gall of it, the temerity to think, you know, that I was going to just be able to go act. Daddy, I want to get a job, you know. Wait I, a minute. What do you mean you had no training? Your father's like a... a but still, a I, didn't, I didn't train. You have to go take classes and do plays, do okay, theater. Okay, what about in school? Were you doing stuff in school? Very little. They didn't have any drama group at the Catholic, you know, nuns boarding schools and, and day schools that I went to. They didn't have any theater or anything, so I didn't do any plays. I just thought I was charming and should get a, you know, a running part on Gunsmoke. <laughs> but Perry you Mason. are charming and you deserve well, the running part. And your father no, was I on Gunsmoke. I had Gunsmoking. no skills, but I went out on interview after interview. I actually How did went, it start? My dad, I guess, got me interviews. Somebody, somebody got me interviews. His friend who was an agent, somebody got me out there for the understudy for a thousand clowns to pay <gasps> to play Barry Gordon's understudy. Wow! On the th- of course, I didn't get it. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. You know, I read the lines. Is like, this good this- news or money? My favorite line from a thousand clowns. <laughs> yeah. Is this good news or money? Every time he answers exactly. the phone. <laughs> so, so you didn't get it. Okay. Didn't so- get it. Of course, didn't get any part. And then finally, I took some classes with a guy mm. called Paul Kent on Melrose Avenue at the Melrose. 
Playhouse, I think it was called, Melrose Theater, and I took some classes. Big shockeroo, within a few months I got a job because I had some small, minuscule amount of training, and I got then I got a job after that. I believe in training. I believe in hard work. There's also the gift, and there's also heredity. I mean, you, you have incredible chop jeans in you but you also have a gift and because you wear it everywhere you go it's just who you are but the training is definitely important so what was the first what was the first paying gig was my three sons 1967 that's what i was thinking of that was that's right we were talking it was nazi and harry my three three sons sons. a friend of chips oh i love chip i know i I was trying to get him in the living room (laughs) yeah great guy (sighs) wonderful guy barry livingston Stanley Livingston. Ha- Stanley, no, right. That's Barry Chip. Good. Barry, yeah, Barry, Barry, was Barry was the little one. Don't mess with Correct. her. She did the Castle movie. She's, she's, <laughs> a, she's a aficionado of 60s uh, pop, pop culture. Did you ever drive over Laurel Canyon and see the the house that was selling stained glass there? They would have stained glass of like Jack Nicholson's The Joker. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. That's his house. He, that's <gasps> him. He we could stalk glass. him. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's that's Stanley? Yeah, that's All Stanley. All right. All right. Wow, we're gonna, okay. Great guy. Dear friend for many years. But I did that part, and literally was like then in front of the phone going, wow, right after the episode aired, this phone's going to ring now. I'm going to get some parts. <laughs> Crickets, you know, tumbleweeds, <laughs> saloon doors creaking. Nothing, of course. And so then I, it took me forever to get the next job, which was an episode of The Dating Game was my next job. Oh, did That's you win the really date? Act- no, I did not. Oh, <laughs> oh wait, I no, the first, you. Maybe the first time I did, and the second time I did, very soon I did, I got a trip to Australia on The Dating Game. Oh, my God. With chaperones. With chaperones. With chaperones, yes. And uh, I did that. That was the paid thing because I was in the union. They had to pay you to be on it if you're in the union. Yeah. I did that. And then what was my next job? A Disney movie. Like a year later after the My Three Sons, I got a a couple of days, three days in a Disney movie called The Computer War Tennis. (gasps) Oh, my God. Kurt Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Russell, my dear friend. I love Kurt. What an actor he is. What an act, Snake Plissken. Oh, please. And, he, and Overboard maybe one of my favorite romantic comedies of all he's time. He's great in everything. Did he you is. see him in the thing about the, the, uh, the, the oil rig in the Gulf? What's it called? Deepwater Horizon. I did not. It's a wonderful movie, and he's great in it. Two minutes. Okay, so, so we, thank you. So, so <laughs> what, was the, what was the big break? What was the, what was the thing that no you knew? No, easy to answer. St. Elsewhere. Before that, I was an itinerant actor a working actor, but at a certain level, kind of a low-level, steady, but kind of low-level day player kind of a guy. I started to make a little bit of headway being in the in-laws or in cat oh. people or, you know, things like that, going south with Jack Nicholson. Oh, I love that movie, and you're adorable. I love that movie. Good movies, but I had smallish parts or mm-hmm. very small parts, and then uh, nothing really happened in a big way for me, but then I got St. Elsewhere, and after that, Life has been very easy. Okay, so let's talk about, we're going to talk about it when we come back, but, but just quickly, how did you get that? How did that part happen? I went up for the part of Dr. Peter White, played by Terrence Knox. I did not get that part. That was the regular, and they threw me a bone and gave me a part that was like in one or two episodes and said, you know, play this surfer guy, Ehrlich, and we'll merge it with Stanton, this other character, which was weird because Stanton and Ehrlich had conversations, so I was talking to myself. <laughs> but I had like three or four lines, and then it built from there. They liked what I was doing. They liked Hell the character yeah. where it was going. And pretty soon they made me a regular. And then the Peter White character wound up being the murderer at the hospital. So he died like the third season. And I did all six episodes. So, you know, fate took care of me. I, I didn't get what I wanted, but I got what I needed, which was better than what I wanted. Absolutely. That's and so Deepak. It is. Isn't so it? I was listening to Deepak on the way over here. It is so Deepak, but it's also, it's it's what you give out, Ed. It's, it's what you put out there. And 
it shines right back at you because it's a very bright light you put out there. You're very sweet. And I'm really excited to uh, to hear some more of this story. So um, come on back. We'll be back with Ed Bagley Jr. in just a minute. Hey, welcome back to The Road Taken. So I, it was just pointed out to me that I, I spent the entire last segment like this, looking at Ed, because I love looking at Ed, but I have to cheat, and I have to, I'm sorry, Ed, and I have to look at you guys, and it's hard work, because look at those blue eyes. That's where I want to look. Look at the Shana Punam here. Look at this. And Ed speaks the best Yiddish of anybody. Why? Cornish. I got nothing, <laughs> believe me. I've been here schwitzing like a chazer. I had to take my jacket off. And the I walked. That I'm feeling right now. And I walked in what? Fabissina. You were. You were Fablangid and Fabish. <laughs> so okay. So Ed, how do you, nobody looks less Jewish than you, father? H- how do you know this Jewish stuff? I grew up in Merrick, Long Island. Mm. My best friends were Robbie and Artie Blumenthal, Josh and Andy Feigenbaum, and me. <laughs> 
circled the garden right. in the picture. <laughs> the going- and then I became friends with Jeff Goldblum and Mark Levovitz and Charles Dennis, <sighs> people who are very knowledgeable in Yiddish, and, and Jeff has taught me a lot. Well, he did an excellent job. All right, I'm, tr- I'm trying to cheat my way, so I'm I'm gonna every once in a while remember that you guys are there. But you don't you don't mind if I like stare at that for a while? You can do gaze you? lovingly. At each I, other. I'm gazing lovingly. Rochelle, eat your heart out. You should <laughs> really be jealous. Feel like There's you a lot need going to be on alone. here. <laughs> this is really well. According to Facebook, did I say it on the first segment? Mm-hmm. I keep they keep ask every time I post a picture of myself on Facebook. It asks me if I want to tag Rochelle Bagley, and this does not. Look, I, I would kill to look like Rochelle Bagley, but that's like you a whole other story. Thank you. All right, so. Let's get. Uh, I, I want to talk about Saint Elsewhere. All right, you know, six times nominated for an Emmy Award. Tell tell us the truth. Don't be humble. What does it feel like you're sitting in that chair? Uh, th- my hu- my my husband was nominated four times for David Letterman for writing and never won it. What does it feel like when you're sitting in that chair? For me, it really, really, really was a great honor to be nominated. But the one time that was kind of like, oh wait, here we go. I don't know if you know my name is my middle name is James. So they said, and the winner for best actor is Edward James Olmos. <laughs> my dear friend, I couldn't be happier. And let's be honest, I saw the work on Miami Vice much better than anything oh. I did. I was well. fine, but it was more of a comic performance in a drama. Yeah. His was dramatic stuff, serious. Oh, you were getting stuff. nominated for drama? For drama. I always think of you as a I was never going to win. Come on. Okay. They were very nice to even nominate me. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. But you, you definitely are a comedic primarily actor i mean okay so what's it like to do spinal top How, what was that like well chris guest is a dear friend i've known him since 72 i knew his friend i knew his sister know his sister Alyssa guest and so i met him through Alyssa, and i was a big fan from the radio dinner album for mm-hmm. national lampoon work and what have you so i got to meet him and know him and then when spinal tap came around i'm a dear friend for many years with rob reiner and michael mckean and harry shear so they asked me to be the drummer. They knew I played the drums for just a promotional video. They weren't going to use it in the movie at all. There was a promotional, promotional video that they used with us playing in like the kinescope looking thing. But then when they did the actual movie, they went, it should look kind of crappy like that because it's an old kinescope. So they kept that in the movie, something was just part of the fundraising effort to do it. <laughs> and uh, it was, it's a great movie. Spinal Tap is one of the best movies I've been in. And it, it will go down. It, it, it never ages. It never gets dated out. It is always perfection. It's a good one. And and still the reference to turning it up to 11. I, I, I've heard that I quoted more times, I think, than any movie line ever, anytime. Okay, so you do that. You do St. Elsewhere. You, but then you, you do all those Christopher Guest movies for your consideration, Best in Show. You're doing well, all of Well, before that, though, after yeah. Spinal Tap, uh, Chris's first foray into this mockumentary world after Spinal Tap was the wonderful Waiting for Guffman, oh. which I was not in, but I'm a huge fan of that movie and everything. I was just happy to know people who mm. did a movie as good as that. <laughs> and then I get a phone call from Chris. I'd like to have lunch. Oh, great. Let's have, get together and have lunch and over lunch. He says, now I'm going to do another movie now called Best in Show. And you, would you be interested in playing the hotel manager? I said, are you kidding me? Well, I'll do craft service on your movie. Anything you want to do. So I got to play that guy uh, in Best in Show. And then I've been in every movie since. So. Yes, you have. And you've been in almost every movie made. Your, your IMDb is ridiculous. Television shows, movies. I mean, currently Portlandia. Um, uh, the new show on Hulu, Future Man. You're do you Better Call Saul. You're not even Grace looking. How do you Frankie, know the list? Because I her. know. Because I am a fan. She's I don't versed. need this. You're I'm unbelievable. Not, it's this isn't learned. This is because I'm a fan. I love. You. I'm a fan of this man. But 
So, and Grace and Frankie, you were fabulous. What a and Grace great and show. Frankie. I love those ladies. Both. Oh, so do I. The fr- Brand said to me, he was great on Grace and Frankie. And can you get them? You know, it's like, yeah, I'd love to. I've actually been begging Lily to do Women Who Write for uh, about seven years. I almost got her a couple times. Right. But, okay, so, so, okay, with Future Man, we were talking about this on Sunday night. Glenn Headley tragically passed. Tragically. What a so, and she was she playing was. your, oh your wife and your friend on Future Man. Oh. So you had to work around that, which is why Ed wasn't here for the first show of, of on Zina TV that we did when Rochelle came without you. Right. And Louise held a sign that said, I'm not Ed. It was adorable. I did. No I one believed it. me. Though. <laughs> and um, so, okay. And so now, so today you are, um, when you leave here, you're going to memorialize another for, good friend. For wonderful John Hurd. I did a movie with a great actor by the name of John Hurd, who was in Cat People. He was in many. During the, the filming of Cat People, he says, what are you doing tonight? I said, nothing. He said, come with me. I want to go to the DGA and see a movie. And we get there. He says, oh, by the way, I'm in this movie. Oh, great. I'm looking forward to seeing it. It's called Cutter, Cutter and Bone. It's renamed to Cutter's Way, I think. But him and Jeff Bridges, what a movie. What, what a performance. A movie. And I go, I'm working with this guy. I knew he was good. I didn't realize how good he was till then, till we saw this movie. And we were friends for years. And um, sadly, we lost him just a few days ago now. Yeah, yeah. It's, so we're going to get together some friends of his at Argo and just kind of commiserate. Oh, that's so... Lo- and for those of you at home, uh, he was one of the stars of Home Alone. And that's that was, that was one, of his, Home Alone. one of his iconic yes. roles that will always... Uh, that's there one of is. those... That, oh, there he is, John. Yeah, John and yeah. Home Alone is one of those movies that every Christmas you got to pull that stuff out. You yep, know, you just got to watch it. So, so Ed, before you go, we always Louise and I at the end of every show after the the our guest leaves, we talk about what we think the takeaway is from that guest, what we think is the secret of their success. But I want to try something different with you. Okay. Do you think? Do you have an idea? Do you, what do you, what do you think? All right, you had your dad, you had, you had, you, you started on second base, but after that, you had to take that ball and you had to run with it. Or you took, the ball was already. He has to run the bases. He has to run the bases and, and get, get home. all or the get way. walked by other players, perhaps. Well, you know? maybe a little bit of walking, but a there's. A little bit of both. But he has I've to been look cute in the uniform. I, I'm very lucky and I'm smart enough to know how lucky I am. But, uh, you know, I'm a. I'm a fine actor. I'm okay. There's nothing wrong with what I do. I do okay work, but I've been very lucky to know the people I've known that have invited me to be part of their project. People like Chris Guest and Larry Kasdan and these incredible. But people. you don't in- get you don't get invited back unless you bring the goods. I don't care well, how much they love you. You don't get invited. But back I to the party. I know my lines. I show up on time, and my job is to make everybody's job easier in every department: sound and you know makeup and wardrobe and everybody. You want to help everybody and be a team player. And that's what I do because there's people more talented than me out there. I'm not going to beat them on that. So I just try to be as professional and helpful as I can. If a director wants it a way different than what I had in mind, I do it his way. There can only be one, du- one captain on a ship, not two. And if he wants me to do it standing on my head, I'll have some grips to help me get, you know, do a handstand. <laughs> I'll try it that way. Whatever the director wants is what I do. I give them what they want. You know, I come in and I, I make a case for what I had in mind, certainly. But if they go, no, I don't want that at all. I want this. Okay, done. That's done, and we're going to do it this way. And I do it, and uh, and I think that's why I still work. I try to make people's lives easier. And you know what, Ed? You do that on every level. When I posted on Facebook that you were going to be the guest tonight, the thread of people loving you was so extraordinary. And oh. one guy, 
that he was on the set of one of your movies and you were the only person that learned his name and called him by name every day. I, I think he was on the crew, actually. But you knew his name and you called him by name. And now it's all these years later. And that's his takeaway of you. And so... I gave him some cash to make it <laughs> just for, you know, It's like getting a good Yelp rating. I found a guy who worked for 10 year local lady grip. So we got to have a good backstory here. Say you're local 80 and you work on pick a show. Okay. So, Accidental so, tourist. Okay. And I knew you and I knew your name. Okay. Will you run with that? <laughs> Somebody asked me an, uh, an, uh, 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 like a an environmental question that they wanted you to answer that that I, I texted it to you and I, I I didn't follow up with you to get the answer and I'm trying to find oh it now gosh. wait a minute somebody wants to know um, uh, damn where is it okay so so the uh, okay this is gonna sound nuts but if you can get a chance please ask the lovely Ed Begley jr. whom I met at a green event in the 80s what water filtration system he is oh. recommending these days easy it's called life source and it's a whole house water filtration system so you're showering in clean water you're bathing in it you're drinking it you're brushing your teeth with it it's not just a little thing under the kitchen sink or above the kitchen sink it's the whole house and it works very very well Oh, and that's that's because that's the guy he is. Because he he doesn't he doesn't have to look at the notes. He knows that stuff because you live it. You live your stuff. And wow. I think I think what you said about the the secret of your success is absolutely the truth. Couple couple your your kindness, your sensitivity, your humanity with incredible talent, and that is a recipe for success. And that's one that I can take away because you know what I might not be able to. I can I can train. And I can continue to to educate myself and to do that. Um, I can I can do my best to be my best creatively. But what I can always do is show up and be kind, and show up and be willing. Correct. And show up and be respectful. And that is something that you do at every turn. And that's that's the gift you give me today that I take away is to remember that it's every single person on that set that is has a life and a family. And, and they're part of the artistic effort to make that TV show, that movie, play. And that every department has something to do with that. You've got to respect every department and help them do their job. And the fact that you help everybody do your job and also bring your A-game in every sense of the word, to every every time you step up to the plate, you're fully in uniform. You've you've practiced in mm -hmm. the batter's box, right? You're you're you you are prepared for any pitch that's going to come at you, and you're even going to throw a wink to the pitcher and acknowledge that he's doing he's in this game with you because he's not your opponent. You're in this universe together because that's the way you are with. E I, I have witnessed it firsthand every level i i have you have never said no to me to anything oh, any crazy so thing well, i ever ask to, today's uh, a good day to start <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to say yes to because you always ask for wonderful things well I, I i have to say ed that incredibly inspiring to me and i know you you are to everybody out there and i my hope is that you just continue to work your ass off and continue to make that IMDB page grow, 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 grow. Because every time I see you in life and every time I see you on screen, it is nothing but um, so, so is there anything that you haven't done yet that you'd still like to do? You know, I just keep doing projects that interest me and excite me. And so if that keeps coming... 
I've, I've done so much of what I wanted to do. If I keep working as I get, you know, a little older here, I'd, I'd be very happy. Uh, you know, I, I enjoy it every day. So if it keeps up, that's all I want to do. Just keep working. So, okay, so the new film you're, you're, you're doing currently with Candace Bergen as his, uh, his ex-wife. Wow. Yeah, um, and tell us how Candace looks. She I looks asked. fantastic. <sighs> they all do it. Jane Fonda, she looks great. Who else and is in the Diane, cast? Diane Keaton, Wallace Shawn, Richard Dreyfuss. <sighs> um, uh, Mary, my dear friend Mary Steenburgen, mm. I love. Uh, I adore her. We Melvin did. and Howard. Melvin That's and like Howard. iconic, Mary Steenburgen. We did Going South together. Oh, that was the first job. She was so phenomenal. So phenomenal. You know, I, I tried to turn my kids on to Going South. It's a little, it, it looks old. It, does, it doesn't play old at all. It's so, still so funny. It's I couldn't movie. get my kids past the first five minutes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chain them to a chair. It's one of my favorite movies. I it's love that movie. very good. Jack is wonderful and he directed it. He's a great man, a great director. And you are a great man, a great human being, a great husband, a great father, a great friend, and I adore you. Great talk show guest. And a great talk show guest. So, Wheezy, Grant, Jake, let's thank our guest, Ed Bagley Jr. Thank you all, gang. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much. Be brilliant. Bye, Ed. (laughs) We'll talk politics again soon. Let's do it. Yeah. My love to Welcome back. Um, I'm sorry, but uh, I'm not sorry. It is the best. I mean, it's, there are very few humans that I respect 
more, enjoy more, like more, am inspired by as much. Um, not only because of his work and his his work ethic, but his humanity and his his social consciousness and his I mean he is single handedly saving the planet. I mean he has done more for green than anybody that I can think. I mean he's right there with Al Gore. They're good friends. I mean he's he's really at the forefront of trying to make a difference. And the fact that every product in his home and every product that they use and the car everything is in line with his beliefs. And for me, um, as, as I was saying before the break, I really believe with Ed the Takeaway, the secret to success that Ed gives me is that respect for others. And that, because it's not just respect he gives people, he gives people his time. Mm-hmm. He gives people his energy. I mean, when Ed looks at you, he really looked, I mean, it was why I couldn't pry my eyes away from him because he was really looking at me like deep into my eyes and he always does. And he always has a smile and he always has a kind thing to say. Um, I, I asked him uh, uh, a couple years ago to do a little video for my kids for their birthday and instead of like saying something about himself or something funny, he was like, you have a great mom, listen to you. You know, he just always, he's a me- he's a mensch. That's what Ed is. He has a ton of humility mm. and and humor. He's hilarious. Hilarious. So he he's just a pleasure. I think people find him to be a pleasure, and he's really good at what he does. Really prepared, and so why wouldn't you want to work with that guy? That. And I think that's it. I mean, if we show up, suit up, show up, prepared, and then we're a pleasure to be around. You want that guy in your team. I know Mike Zinna would appreciate it if I was somebody who was a pleasure to be around. <laughs> I think I'm his biggest nightmare. Brant, am I your biggest nightmare? No, Brant <laughs> adores you. Bit. So no, so you know, I, I can be a pain in the ass. I am gonna take I'm gonna take a page from this book and I am going to apply this. I like this tool a lot. This is one that will serve me personally. I don't know about you guys out there, but I know that I can see the glass half empty. I can find the flaws. I was raised that way. I was taught to look for what's wrong. Hmm. But if I come in thinking everything is right, everything will be right. Yeah. Most things are right. They're a little wrong. (laughs) And you can make adjustments, but you don't have to go into a full-blown panic. You know, I made a decision yesterday. Um, I had a live event in my house, Women Who Write, the last Tuesday of every month, although it'll be the, not the last, it'll be the fourth this hey coming up at women who write by the way for those of you out there who have any interest if you're in la please like hit me up and come live because in the living room is going to be d wallace et phone home d wallace has and she was also in cujo and the howling and uh, just incredible body of work she's also written a ton of books and mm-hmm. the last time came to call which was about six years ago I was in a real I was getting divorced I was in a really funky place and she gave me sort of this little exercise to do every morning that I'll save for for when she comes but um, I've been doing it every single morning since Dee suggested it to me she she actually coaches people and helps people move their lives forward she's an amazing woman so anyway we do this event live and yesterday we had um, Cameron Dye who um, is partners with Tim Robbins and was in Valley Girl, and he's part of the Actors Gang. He 
sang and he he wore a harmonica and sang like Bob Dylan. Oh my God, it was cr- craziness. And Annie Corson and and Fred Stoller, who have both been on Seinfeld, and you know just hysterical comedians read hysterical stuff from their books. And then we had this rock boy, this Brit saucy rocker, um, Brian Chatton, who played with Phil Collins when he had hair. Oh my God, who knew Phil Collins had hair? I used that line yesterday, but it's the truth. I didn't. He played piano and blew my mind. I mean, he was doing classical music. He was playing R&B. He was playing rock and roll. He is amazing. And he's written this book, uh, Rolling with Rock Royalty. It's, it hasn't dropped yet. It's a little behind. But a player he is. And he's played with like all the guys from Yes and with Keith Emerson and all these amazing people. And so we had this live in the living room. And you know, things go wrong right before it's going to start. People start canceling on me, like any kind of event. You know, this can't happen. This one's having this problem. And yesterday, I just made the decision to just be okay with everything. Yeah. And I didn't focus on any of the negativity. I didn't mention it. I didn't talk about it. I didn't go there. And I, I had a really good day. And that's what happens. If I am present mm-hmm. in the moment, be here now. Deepak was telling me that on the way here. Was he? And if I take Ed's attitude and be kind to everybody and focus on everybody's strengths and, and really look at people, look at people, really see them, listen. You know, one of the greatest gifts that anybody gives to me is listening to me. <laughs> I know that that's a gift that I can give back and reciprocate. Mm-hmm. And being heard is such a gift. Because, you know, I can't, how many people do we call up on the phone? I know for me, I'll call up and that conversation's gone. I never say another word. Hello, boom. You know, it's like all of a sudden that person's lonely. They need to talk, whatever the agenda is. Um, by the way, I just thought of it. I want to just give a shout to my friend Zoe Moon, whose mom's um, sick and in the hospital. And I'm asking everybody out there who knows her, and even those of you who don't, who are the praying type or the loving type, if you would send some love to Patricia, I would be very grateful. And that's the kind of thing we can do for each other. We can just show up. We can connect. It's the thing I love most about Facebook is that we do show up for each other and we like each other. You know, it's because of Bob Font now, my friend BF on Facebook, who I met on Facebook. And it used to be Boozler and BF and me and Kate, Ken Volick, And we used to write on each other's threads all the time. And for years, um, Bob would say, uh, can we have a love button, please? Can you give us a love button? And I'm telling you, Facebook did the love button because of BF. So um, I love you, and I love you, and I love you guys. And uh, thanks for joining us, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Michael Gross from Family Ties is going to be here. And wow. from Tremors, 1, 2, 3, and 4. I'm back next week, and I'll be posting the link for this. So if you missed part of it, catch it, because Ed is irresistible. See you next week. Take care.